Hey queen, welcome back. A quick note before you get stuck in to let you know that during this episode with the beautiful Jocelyn, we do speak about infant loss. If this is not something that you're ready or wanting to listen to right now, that's absolutely fine. Feel free to skip past and we will be back next fortnight with a new episode just for you. If you're feeling like you need some extra support around this at the moment, then please reach out to your trusted support person. Jocelyn herself is always up for a chat as well and find extra support links in the show notes here. Welcome to Bequeen Yourself, the podcast, conversations to grow, serve and inspire you on the journey to becoming the queen of your mind and your life. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyer, founder of The Breakthrough Nurse, registered nurse, master mindset coach and dog mom. I help my clients, nurses, healers, and empaths just like you go from burnt out, feeling unworthy, carrying, and believing their limiting beliefs to feeling like the queen they are. I am so excited that you're here. Let's get stuck in. Welcome everyone back to another episode of Bequeen Yourself, the podcast. I am so, so excited because we've got our first guest here today, the beautiful Jocelyn from Jocelyn.coach, who is a miscarriage and abortion supporter. And I just can't wait to have this conversation with you and so, so excited that you are joining us. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, beautiful. That was such a nice intro. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I love to start off with your queen moment for the week. So a queen moment is any time that you have been proud of yourself or had a win. So what is your queen moment? Oh, I am definitely really proud of myself. Yesterday, I was feeling in a bit of a funk and I thought, you know what, I am just going to go for a walk. Um, and I went for a walk and I just felt so much better afterwards. So rather than Sometimes I think I can sit there and I go, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll be, I'll just be in the funk for the rest of the day. Um, but it was nice to shift that energy and move through. And afterwards, I just felt so much better. And I was just like, you know what? I'm really proud that I got myself out of that funk, um, which I still do. But sometimes it's still nice to just be proud of yourself for that. So, yeah, yeah I'm 100%. really proud for that. I love that. Amazing. <laughs> so can you tell us a bit about who you are and how you got into the amazing work that you do? Sure. So um, my name is Jocelyn and I'm from jocelyn.coaching and I work as a miscarriage and abortion supporter. So I work with women and their support networks, supporting them through either their miscarriage or their abortion, whether that be before, during or years to come afterwards. Um, How I came about this work is quite an interesting story. So I have had, I had a miscarriage when I was 17 um, and I really just put that story and all of that pain up onto a box and was like not not going to deal with it um and never really never really sat with that space and then when you fast forward to when I was 25 my partner and I fell pregnant and we made the decision to have an abortion and all of those feelings that I had with that miscarriage just came flooding out 
whilst also trying to process my abortion at the same time. And as I started walking through my journey and my evolution after my abortion, I realized that there was just very minimal support out there for women, as well as their support networks. There was no no one really to hold that space. I really felt this sense of shame and guilt and that there was this judgment from everyone in society um, because it is quite a taboo topic. And so um, I then started educating myself more in that space and became a coach. And then also I, my background is as a physio. So as an allied health professional, I've done extra training in things like trauma and counseling and all of these extra things. And so it really led me to this space of this is what I'm meant to do and I'm really meant to help women and their support networks through this space and let them feel seen and heard and loved with just everything they're going through. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got to this space and it's just, it's so soul nourishing for me um, and I pour so, so much love into it. Oh my gosh. I had shivers throughout that whole thing. Like, yeah, amazing. I love that. And you're just such a blessing to the planet. I think your work is just so, so needed. So I love that you support women through both abortion and miscarriage. Can you share a little bit about your beliefs and views on being pro-choice and supporting both? Yeah, sure. So I am a really big pro-choice believer um every woman and every partnership and every relationship has the right to choose what they do and don't want in their lives and it's funny because I've actually had a lot of comments in the past said to me about like how can you be pro-choice but then also support miscarriage and it's like well they're two different things um I can be a believer of that woman or that partnership can make that decision for themselves and they, I always say to my clients, you don't need to explain it to me. You don't need to justify. You can just say this was the decision that we made and just be loved in that where you were. And then for all my miscarriage clients, it's still that space of being loved and supported for maybe a decision that they didn't make, but that decision was made for them, which can still be really difficult. Um, and the way I see it is that both mums have lost a baby whether that baby was lost because of a decision or whether that baby was lost for a decision they didn't make, they still go through those grieving processes and they still go through that time of just wanting to be held and loved and supported. And we can't identify or label women as one or the other. Um, I also really feel that it, you know, in order for a baby or, or in order for a soul to be born onto this earth, both mum and baby need to be ready. So sometimes one isn't ready and that's okay. And it doesn't matter which one. It's about just loving yourself and loving someone through either of those experiences. Yeah, so beautiful and so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. In your experience, why do you believe there is such a stigma around abortion? Um, this is always a really tricky question to answer. Um, I think it's just that there's no one talks about it. No Mm. one likes talking about it. No one seems to know what to say or what to do when that conversation is brought up. Um, there are obviously religious beliefs as well, depending on what religion, if you're a part of a religion that says that abortion is bad. 
you know, it's also something that as a society, we tend to want to hide behind closed doors. We don't want people to, to know about it. And, um, and there's this, this sense that it's, people will say it's selfish to have an abortion. And I sit there and think, well, that's okay. If that's, if it's you deciding that you need to put your needs first, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being selfish. We have this stigma in society as well that seems to think that, you know, if we, if we put ourselves first, we're a bad person when maybe Mm. it's not that at all. Maybe it's that that's what you could do at that time. And maybe that was the best that you could do with the resources that you had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so I think it's this really big thing that no one wants to talk about it and no one knows how to talk about it, but also no one really, you know, 25% of women have have an abortion and 25% of women have miscarriage. And I sit there and when I remember when I read those statistics, I was like, wow, there are so many women behind closed doors that are grieving. There are so many women that don't have the support and love that they need. And I remember sitting there in that thought and thinking, wow, because us hiding it behind closed doors just adds more shame and more guilt and more judgment. And then I sat there even more and I thought, oh my goodness, then there's all these support networks. So whether they're partners or friends or whatever that might look like, that are that next layer because they're also sitting behind closed doors because they don't want to talk about it. And yet when you do have those conversations with people that potentially weren't supportive initially, that they change and maybe it's just that explanation or maybe it's that challenging that belief system for them. Um, I come from a fairly religious family. I don't reside as a um, Catholic myself, but my family do and when I challenged them on some of those things, it was really interesting to go, but it doesn't make me a bad person. It just means that I've made a choice. And just like every choice in life, we have two, two or more options. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just this big taboo topic that no one wants to talk about it because no one knows what to say. No one knows what to do. There's also this judgment. Like so many people say to me like, oh, I just feel so much better that I've told you. And I'm like, no problems that's all cool you know let me be that ear let me be that person that says I can see you and I can hear you um because if we're hiding that part of ourselves or hiding that part of our stories or our story sorry I should say we're actually hiding who we truly are um and most of my clients that we work with it's it's so interesting to see how this can sometimes be a really defining moment in their life And it's a pivotal moment where they come back to who they truly are. It comes back to, actually, I want to live my life and show who I really am rather than only show the potentially good parts and inverted commas parts Mm, of me. Um, And it's, yeah, it's just a fascinating space to be in. Um, I always say I have a dream that I will make miscarriages and abortions a dinner table conversation Mm. and allow it to be that allow it to be this conversation that people feel comfortable to bring up and talk about and know that they are seen, heard, loved and supported in that space. Oh my gosh, it's so powerful. And 
Oh, I just love everything you said there. And for someone who myself, I haven't actually shared this publicly, but I've been through an abortion and I wish I had known about you at that time because without even consciously realizing why I was so ashamed and I did feel so much guilt and my partner didn't know fully how to support me in that. And I didn't know or understand myself how to support myself during that process as well. So I think it's just so, so important to have these conversations and again, like your work in the world is so, so needed. And those statistics are crazy. That's a lot of, Mm. like you said, grief going on behind closed doors. So Mm. with that, what advice do you have for somebody navigating an abortion? Yeah, Um, I definitely just want to say like, thank you so much for sharing because it just really, it just helps in so many ways. And I think it's such a special thing. So thank you for sharing. Thank Um, you. (laughs) And I think it's also, I just want to jump in very quickly as well and talk about how it's funny that sometimes the more work in this space that I do, it's not always necessary that abortion hurts at that time. It might be in six months time. I've worked with people that are 10 months time or 10 years time and five years time. And, you know, until we've processed that, until we've really released that, it can start to really weigh on us all the time. Um so yeah, I just want to add that in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so some advice regarding how to navigate abortion is if you have an abortion or if you're planning one or um, afterwards is to really be compassionate to yourself. You know, really think about, you know, I did the best that I could with the resources that I had. And, you know, when we have those emotions and whatever they might be, you know, some of my clients feel relief. And I'm like, that's amazing. And some clients feel really guilty. And I'm also like, that's amazing. There's no such thing as good or bad emotions. It's just these emotions that we need to see and feel loved and feel that they can actually be cherished. Um, I was actually working with a client on the weekend and we were talking about this feeling that she had with anger. She had a lot of resentment towards um, her support network and that they didn't show up for her because they didn't have the resources that they needed. And we talked a bit about that and we really sat in that space and we moved through an exercise and then that anger actually transformed into sadness. And it was actually this sadness that that's where it stemmed from. And so if you can sit with those emotions and just really let them be seen and heard and not squashed you know not there's no agenda we don't have to fix them we don't have to explain them we just want to go I can see you I can feel you and I've got you and that can make a big difference um also asking for what you need from your support network so creating a support network that you really feels loved and safe and secure with that can be one person that can be 20 people it can be whatever you feel called for um and having that safe space if you don't feel safe with someone you don't have to share it you know and I always say like turn down the volume of the people that potentially aren't the people that you need right now you know Mm -hmm. you can turn down the volume you're not rejecting them you're not saying that I don't want this friendship it's just going I'm just going to turn down this volume I'm just going to make this a little bit quieter while I'm going through this time 
Mm. And have a support network that can support you through that. So loving and nurturing you and giving you that space. Um, I also really like if you, um, it doesn't really actually matter which stage you're at, is creating some way of honouring, you know, and honouring yourself but also honouring your angels. So for me, I my partner and I went and got a ring um, with her initials on for Oakland and for Charlotte I actually have a necklace um, that we've got or that I've got um, but we also we went away you know so when I had my um, abortion or when I released Oakland we actually stayed at an Airbnb because I didn't want to come home and so I don't want to say I made a celebration out of it because it wasn't necessarily necessarily a celebratory moment in my life but it was a moment where I wanted to commemorate it Mm. I really wanted to honor that and go I want to be in a space that's not home I want to be in a space where I can feel grounded and I don't have all these things going through my mind like washing and dishes and all of those fun things (laughs) that tend to pile up at home um the other thing is writing you know I have recommended to clients and I I wrote a letter on that day you know I wrote a letter to her and I consistently still write letters and it's about finding a way that works for you in honoring her or him mm, absolutely and, and finding a way to honor yourself like staying at an Airbnb or staying away from home for me was a way of me going I need to honor that right now I just need to look after me And so for me to do that really well at the moment, I need to actually be away from home. Mm, Yeah. Um, I also have friends and family that love to drop in all the time, which I absolutely (laughs) adore. But I was like, I actually need to be away from home. So I need to be away from home so no one can just pop over and check in on me, (laughs) which is quite funny. But um, yeah, so just finding ways to be compassionate towards yourself. Mm. Let yourself sit and feel those emotions. Absolutely. Know that you did the best that you could with the resources that you had and finding a way to honor yourself and honor your angel. Beautiful. I love that. And I love what you said about feeling the feels, like allowing your emotions to come through, because that's something that I chat with my clients about all the time. You know, when we are suppressing and holding things down, it's like we're holding a huge beach ball under the water and, you know, we're like forcing it down and it's going to pop up. And it's going to pop up either hit you in the face, hit someone else in the face or go flying. And that's the same with our emotions. Like they do want to move through us. So I love honoring the space and feeling the feels and allowing things to move through you. And sometimes we just need someone to support us through that space. mm. Someone to just walk that path with us so that we can also be loved along our journey. Exactly. Absolutely. And it really comes back to the power of space holding and the power of coaching and being okay to ask for help and mm. put your hand up and say, okay, I need, I need someone right now. If nobody around you really knows how to hold that space for you, then you know, someone like yourself is absolutely perfect to mm. be that person and, and be that role and really, yeah, nurture people through this because it is difficult. So I know miscarriage is heartbreaking and I know you've been through this yourself so can you share any more about how you honor your angel babies and really some tips on navigating this yeah 
Um, so with my angels, so as I said, I have a necklace for Charlotte and then I actually have a ring for Oakland. Um, we, when it comes to their due dates or their birthdays, um, I always celebrate those days. So they're a day for me to really connect in with both of them. Um, so last year for, for just for an example, like Oakland's, we, what did we do? We went up to, um, we went to a beach house and I just had a really slow morning. You know, I went for a walk on the beach with my dog. Um, I came home, I journaled, I meditated. I had a cup of tea, I watched movies. Like I just did everything that made me feel safe, loved and secure. Um, you know, and my partner was up there. Um, he actually went to work that day. Uh, which he felt really awful for, but I was actually very grateful. <laughs> I was like, I just want to sit on my own so you can come love me tonight and that's more than enough for me today. Um, and with the same with Charlotte, you know, Charlotte is, she was a number of years ago, so she was, she'll be 10 this year. And I didn't really start honouring her until probably the last like three or four years. So it's taken a lot longer for me to connect back with her, but when I, she's quite quiet. She, um, Oakland's quite, I always say Oakland's like my loud daughter and Charlotte's a bit quieter. So she doesn't necessarily want a whole day, but she's like, let's just go for a walk together. Or she's those more slow nurturing spaces. Um, the other thing that my partner and I do is on the day that I went to the clinic, we spend that time together. And that time might be we've done, um, you know, a couple's massage together or it might be that we just go out for dinner or we just go for a walk. And it's just a day for us to go. We recognise this day and we're going to honour this day, but we're also going to honour our relationship. You know, going through an abortion or a miscarriage is really hard on relationships because both people are grieving, yeah. you know, and that can be really difficult. And in my experience with helping clients um, through this on both perspectives, whether it be the male or the female or the partner or the um, woman who's experienced it, is that there can feel like there's this sense of failure. They can feel like I wasn't good enough to support them or I wasn't good enough to allow this baby to be born into the world because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So it's it's understanding that and really giving each other still that time. Um, I'm just trying to think of like, I'm like, I honor them in so many ways and I just try and think of so many things <laughs> um, around Christmas time, Christmas time, my, both my angels have Christmas ornaments that go up on the Christmas tree. Awesome. Um, we, we celebrate them in every way. So my really big thing is I really wanted both my angels to have names so that, when I want to talk to my partner about if I've had a day where I've been really feeling sad about Oakland or Charlotte, I can express that with, rather than saying, oh, I feel sad about that baby or things like that. It's that really common communication for both of us. Um, and not all clients do that. I have some clients that do and some clients that don't. But for me, it's a really nice way for their legacy to live on. And it's really nice that I get to talk about them in a way that they were here. Um, and then obviously the work that I do is so honoring them and so so yeah. um, so much honor ownership through it. It's actually really funny. So when I 
when my partner and I made the decision that we were going to have an abortion, I said like I wanted to give her a name and we came up with the name Oakland. And then um, as we sort of kept talking, I was like, he was like, I don't understand why you want to give her a name. And I sort of said, I want her legacy to live on. Um, And he was like, yep, I love that. And what's interesting is now I look back and I go, when I made that comment, no way did I think that I would be doing the work that I do, but her legacy just lives so strong in my, in my world. Oh, I love that. Everything's like panned out so amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Is there any other words of wisdom or maybe any advice or tips that you would like to leave our listeners with? Um, I'm just like, hmm. I think my biggest thing is be gentle on yourself. You know, whether you're going, whether you've had a miscarriage or an abortion recently, whether it's been three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, whatever it might have been, be really gentle on yourself, you know, and know that there is support out there for you and there are people out there to love you through this. Um, and know that no matter what, you did the best that you could with the resources that you had. So go back to looking at that girl that you were when you were going through that and go, man, I still love that girl for who I, who she was and all that she did. Sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves and we judge ourselves when actually she did the best that she could with the resources that she had and she did everything that she wanted to do in that way, no matter how difficult that might be. Um, my other really strong thing is catch yourself when you start judging or shaming or feeling really guilty for something try and work out what's the underlining feeling behind that because sometimes it can be sadness sometimes it can be something completely different I've had clients come to me and talk to me about family issues and as we talk and talk and talk and talk it actually comes all the way down to maybe the feeling of being judged by the family And so it's then going, okay, well, how can we put in plan process to release that judgment, but also for you to come and step back in your power and for you to set those boundaries and come back to who you truly are. Um, Yeah, I think that's probably, I'm like, is there any other advice tips? I'm like, "Hmm." everything you say, I'm just like nodding my head here. Yeah, (laughs) so great. How can you help our listeners? So what do you offer and where can people find you? Um, I just still take I take on one-on-one clients and the best way to find me is on Instagram so I'm jocelyn.coaching and the best thing is just to slide in my dms to be honest I respond to all those dms myself Um, so sometimes I might take a little while to get back to you but I message every single person and I really infuse every message with so much love Um, I have an I have a website but you can go and have a look at it there's some resources on there it's not um you know when you're like it's exciting but the best place to find me is instagram like yeah. that's where you'll really see me um you'll see my dog you'll see all my good stuff i love your and... reels they're literally the best <laughs> ever <laughs> oh goodness sometimes i get like so into my reels as well and then <laughs> I'm like, I only film them when I'm home alone because I'm like, if anyone (laughs) saw me right now, they would be like, you are crazy, which I probably am a little bit. So I'm all about that. All the best people um, are. 
yeah watch my reels slide into my messages come and find me start that conversation um and sometimes as well you know reach into my messages just be like I'm having a bad day it doesn't even have to be a huge message you can just be like I'm having a bad day and let me give you a pep talk let me give you some love let me you know shower you with everything that you might need today so that you can step back into your power and you can also honor yourself and honor your angel Beautiful. Oh, thank you so, so much for all of your wisdom and knowledge and your vibes. I love everything you said and just so appreciate your time and coming on the podcast. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thanks so much for being your first guest. Oh my goodness. I'm so honored. So exciting. So, so exciting. Thank you so, so much. And I will chat to you very soon. Okay, bye. Bye.